Uh, hi, and welcome back to another issue of uh, Talking Trade. I'm Ian Coxett at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I'm Sandy Siegel, president of MEJ. Today's guest is Jay Nash. I think I met Jay back in 2010 when he moved back to Wisconsin or to Wisconsin from Washington and, and joined the trade community here. Jay is a global trade compliance consultant and the principal of Nash Global Trade Services. Definitely well-versed on export trade compliance policy and, and a great resource here in Wisconsin. I know we've certainly uh, taken advantage of that and, and recommended you, Jay, to some of our export clients. So welcome to Talking Trade and thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Sandy. It's a real pleasure to be here with you. That's really nice to meet you, Jay. And uh, now I'm a, I'm a trade economist and export controls is something that I've got to say I've never really thought about before. So for me and for the benefit of our audience, can you just tell us very briefly what are export controls and why should we care about them? Certainly. Um, export controls are government policies, uh, procedures, sometimes restrictions and enforcement measures that focus on a special community of items, of goods, materials, technologies, and equipment. These are items that have the most days of the week will have a wonderful uh, commercial, civilian, beneficial uh, commercial purpose, but they can be used in uh, weapons applications or to produce uh, weapons of mass destructions and things that we don't want moving around so freely. So these export controls are designed to allow the positive, good trade in those items and technologies, but trying to weed out the situations and where those items may be going to the bad guys or to the bad end uses. I see. And uh, of course, we hear a lot about export controls by the imposed by the US on technology and uh, weapons based uh, uh, materials or knowledge to countries uh, that we compete with. But I guess uh, your specialty is also export controls imposed by other countries. So you want to tell us a little bit about that. What are the hot button issues outside of that US uh, set of policies? Certainly. Well, I think what you're seeing, you know, what you're seeing around the globe in some ways reflects what you're also seeing in the United States. Um, I see governments, economies all around the globe turning to their toolkit and seeing the export control screwdriver or hammer and pulling it out a little bit more frequently than they have in the past. Hmm. Um, you're seeing more types of items being subject to these export control regulations. So not just see, military applications? No. So um, now you're seeing in some cases, for example, in the European Union, um, you're seeing items being controlled for human rights and anti-terrorism related reasons. Um, you also, again, these items, which we often call dual use items, uh, just because of their inherent capabilities and potential applications, they may get caught up in these export control regulations. So you're seeing more countries uh, apply their controls to more of those types of items and in more types of trade and commercial activities. So it's not just exports of physical goods now, you're seeing more regulation on transfers of technology, mm -hmm. on financial transactions even, and other types of trade-related activities. I see. Yeah. So Jay, for you know, someone who's, who's in the trenches of all the supply chain disruptions and, and you know, experiencing the 
tremendous challenges in actually moving cargo. Um, how, how are you seeing that, you know, relevant to the controls, um, you know, nationally, are they, you know, you would, you would hope there'd be, you know, some liberating of those controls and in, in hopes of promoting export, obviously, which is good for the country and good for the state. And, and how are you seeing that, you know, um, interact with, with what's going on in that regard? Well, interestingly, and I can also, I guess, unfortunately, for many companies trading in these, these dual use items, um, you're not seeing a commensurate liberalization of export controls in response to the, you know, supply chain challenges um, and logistical challenges that we're seeing in, in global trade today. Um, in fact, I think, again, you're seeing countries perhaps maybe motivated by some protectionist in inclinations to a degree. If not that, then at least uh, greater um, inclusion of national security related interests into their calculus, driving the continued, I would say, expansion and greater strengthening and stringency of export controls rather than the liberalization, which, and, and you, again, you would think that despite, you know, with, with all the challenges that we're having in the global supply chain, you'd see the other trend, but that's not what I'm seeing. Right. Like, I agree. And, and it's, yeah, just one more thing that, you know, makes it a little more challenging. Do you find the, the inability to, to travel and again, the reliability or, you know, lack of reliability and moving cargo on time and so forth, is that impacting you know, your licensing or your requirements or, or adding any adding any challenges to your, your role in this? That's a, you know, that's a great question. I think, you know, certainly COVID related restrictions and the challenges of, of COVID in general, uh, inability to travel, supply chain, you know, logistical issues in, in major ports, um, you know, in, in one way, it's certainly drawing attention from national export control authorities and and um, licensing systems. Uh, you know, in a lot of countries, the the licensing offices are are not very big big to begin with, um, and a lot of the licensing officers around the globe wear multiple hats, at least outside of the United States. So, as uh, some of these other issues, trade related issues and non trade related issues, draw attention away from that. Yes, you do see some slowdowns in the responsiveness uh, of the government agencies in the processing of licenses or answering questions. Uh, I think it's certainly having an impact globally. Yeah. But, and, and you know, we're seeing the same thing in, in similar ways, which in the yeah, you know, very challenging. And really quickly, Jay, uh, uh, is the uh, is the system of export control subject to more or less scrutiny by uh, international bodies such as the WTO? Do countries that impose these get more of a pass when it comes to that? Um, it's interesting. By and large, the world of the WTO and the world of the quotes world of export controls have really do not intersect. Um, I think it was established maybe some time ago under Article 21 of the WTO, given the national security exceptions that are available, I think government, and especially in a post 9-11, uh, you know, and, and with the global security challenges that we have today, export controls have more or less been, been left alone from, a, from the WTO universe. Every once in a while, a country will bring a challenge 
um, and say it's a, you know, a, a trade barrier or try and bring up a, a WTO um, dispute mechanism. Um, but usually those are Article 21 will uphold any measures. So, um, you know, in, in the export control world, to the extent that we do have any sort of international standardization or international governance, it's a little bit under the UN Security Council. Uh, UN Security Council has some uh, sway with a resolution that they've passed. And then there are a few politically binding, but not legally binding uh, uh, groups or regimes of like-minded countries that try and set export control standards. But that's all separate from the WTO. Yeah. Wow, fascinating. Well, Jay Nash, uh, we're, our time is up, but uh, I'm feeling much smarter just from the few minutes we've spent <laughs> together. So thank you very much for that. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you maybe in a future episode. Well, Great to see you, Jay. Thank you. This has been Talking Trade, and, uh, and uh, we'll see you again in the next episode. Thanks again, Jay. My pleasure. Thanks. Take care.